This episode was recorded on October 4th, 2020. Welcome to the Comic Panel, your Fairbanks show for all things comics and comic-related media. I'm Taylon. I'm Cody. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Previously on the Comic Panel. Yeah. Is it just the hatred of the rich? Because I can excuse that. Like, you can just hate the rich, that's fine. But... Don't well, make them they don't like hate, but there's twins. Veronica. Yeah. Veronica's oh, super yeah, I guess. rich. It can't and, like, be into the rich. So it's literally just like Cheryl. Like. I don't know. I don't know. Now. <laughs> I just I just saw how they draw Jason in the new Riverdale comics, and I know exactly what they're trying to do, and it pisses me off. Um, uh, okay, so can't stand it. They, they have faculty funnies uh, featured the faculty of Riverdale High and Beauty Superpowers. <laughs> who's buying these comics who would say yeah i want to know more about the faculty but only if they have superpowers okay but like so in a lot of the archie comics they had a lot of these little alternate universes in the middle of like the regular archie comics yeah so it was like a little joke uh one-off kind of thing and i'm sure like those add up into a full thing but, like, it was always just something in between the f- actual Archie comics. Yeah. I, I okay. It. It's like They the had, action- like, the little Archie kids. It's like the action movies in The Simpsons that, like, you know, you cut them together and it makes a whole movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. I've never heard of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, I won't get into gotcha. it because I'm already trying to get into this. But yeah, um, <laughs> Professor Flutes uh, Snoot invites the other faculty members to an advanced viewing of science fair projects, and Archie's entry explodes, giving the faculty superpowers. Miss Grundy gains the ability to stretch her right arm as if it were rubber. Coach Clayton gains the super lung abilities. Mr. Weatherby is given trouble sense, alerting him to nearby danger, and Professor Flute Snoot is given the ability to withstand electrical shock. Their powers were reversed in the fifth issue. <laughs> oh, okay, reversed got... into, like, they no longer had powers. Yeah, not that, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he has, like, extra aversion to shock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I see. Got okay. Universe green legs and gams. Uh, Cuddly the cowlick drops the teenage mutant ninja turtles off on the same earth where Archie Andrews lives, where they assist him in saving Veronica Lodge from kidnappers. Wait, the teenage mutant ninja turtles are there? Sure. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I mean, no, they okay. Aren't, no, they aren't normally there. This is an alternate universe. Well, no, no I mean, off on t- I mean that the turtles showed up in there. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. That doesn't sound too um, 
And then Hot Dog from Jughead's pal Hot Dog. Hot Jughead's Dog! Faithful Dog Hot Dog received his own five-issue limited series in 1990. Hot Dog is portrayed in a more human-like fashion than the in other depictions. When Jughead's family objects to Hot Dog living indoors because he is covered in dirt, Dilton Doily builds him a high-tech doghouse full of whimsical inventions. His new home has, has a robotic butler named Tolbert, nicknamed Birdie, which, why do you have so many names? Anyway, and Hot Dog consorts with several other anthropomorphized dogs. The plots often delve into fantasy and science fiction with Hot Dog and Birdie traveling across dimensions or through time. Artists who contributed to the series include Nate Butler, Doug Crane, and Gene Colan. Gene Colan. Hmm? Can I say? Can I say I came across? I was looking for stuff about Cheryl and Jason because, like, I really haven't seen them that often. And last year they came out with Blossom Six 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 is in a five issue comic book miniseries published by Archie Horror. Where Jason and Cheryl compete for the uh, title of Antichrist. Gee. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Also, why don't they make it a six-issue miniseries? Like, that seems really obvious. (laughs) It seems pretty easy. Ah, I... uh. Who do you think is the Antichrist at the end? I wonder. Cheryl. Reggie. <laughs> Archie. Oh my god, I was just reading the like plot synopsis and they find out that they're actually triplets. <laughs> With Reggie. <laughs> oh man, and the, the missing own, triplet. They can have their own Betty and Veronica situation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Does it say who ends up being the Antichrist? It says, well, the plot synopsis seems to say that they end up killing their third brother because he wants to be Antichrist a little too hard, and they agree to continue competing for the title of Antichrist, and Jughead and Betty are watching them from Pop's Diner like, what do we do now? (laughs) (laughs) So basically, it was undecided. Yeah, the story will go on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to meet who's paid to come up with the new Archie stories. I want to like okay. I want to pick their brain. I want to understand what drives them. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the ones I'm mentioning are for, like ran from 1990 to 1991, so just just FYI mm, there. This came I out see. last year. This came out last year. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're still... trying to do the like realistic like style so like it's super like a mix between like western and well a little bit of manga kind of like pretty character style mm-hmm. I feel like. okay i don't i'm, yeah, I'm not aware of what that means i feel like we should reach out to the creative team and just make sure they're okay <laughs> you know what what do you mean like by <laughs> pretty character style Just, like, there's a lot of emphasis put on, like, their looks being mm. very... It's different from Western. It's a little bit more like... Like, you were talking about the K-pop thing. Mm? It's almost like a softer look. 
Um, <laughs> do you remember in Snot Girl? Do you remember in Snot Girl the one guy, the character? Oh, uh, oh Virgil. The brother? Yes. Oh. yes. Okay. Well, actually, Snot Girl in general, that is what I would consider. They're trying to make it a very pretty style, and that is a mix between a little bit of Western. But that one's much more mango leaning. Gotcha. I see what you mean. This is really upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, I've been kind of upset this whole episode. I'm going to be real. Uh, (laughs) And we haven't even finished. I mean... Is there much to say? We're not going to start a plot summary now. Uh, we are, yeah, I, like, a solid, like, two hours in already. So, so... Yeah, we're not going to... There, there are some beats that... I, I mean, I guess that's not really important. I don't know. Like, they, they go yeah. into how Hiram built uh, the mansion and how, you know, they found Riverdale and decided to build it. I guess that's like like the drama, yeah, the drama where he's like, "I built it with my own two uh, hands." I'm like, "No, you didn't. No, you didn't." <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, oh, I do appreciate he didn't just hire somebody, but like he mostly hired people, I guess. I think he's trying to be like, "Oh, I didn't just come to some ancient old house. I designed this house," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Well, where's your like bunker then?" Point. Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean? What if he just didn't think of making one? Oh, the bunker still it wouldn't be like that much use in the story because like the whole town shows up and like he's got to deal with that well, instead of just true. like well the bunker would have to be daughter Butler. But which was have his you plan. seen some of those rich people bunkers though? Don't get me started. Mm. Please don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it in a mountain? What? What? We're not. We're not talking about it. We're not doing it. <laughs> Taylan, you should go back to what you're talking about with the house. Okay. Yeah. So he just built the house, um, and yeah. So that's one thing. And then that's when uh, Archie decides. All right, I'm gonna look for our parents. Or he's talking to Betty, and he's like, "I'm gonna look for our parents," and then Betty's like. Oh, but it's it's not safe out there. Like, it's like I still gotta go. She's like, oh. <laughs> I I honestly thought she was gonna be like, before you go, let's let's say let's have a goodbye kiss. Like I I thought that that's where it was gonna go. But no, he was just like, no, I'm out of here. See, I thought it was gonna be like, don't go alone. Take me with you, and then she dies. Mm. But then that didn't happen. Gotcha. You know what I... That would have solved his Betty Veronica problem. Oh, okay. You know what I did... Maybe that's a little dark, (laughs) but... You know what I did like (laughs) is that Veronica and Betty were talking after, and Veronica was like, yeah, let's go to the pool. And Betty was like, I don't know, I don't feel like it. And Veronica was like, all right, on the real, like, I'm freaking out right now, and I need something to distract me. I was like, oh, that's a more, you know, human trait that you share there it's it's reasonable yeah. at least like, I, want, I want a distraction from what's smart, going on it's not smart but it's it's Probably. reasonable yeah I don't know in an emergency I don't think it's great to like strip down to a different outfit and like mm-hmm. go be in a vulnerable position <laughs> <laughs> true 
I mean, they're not that vulnerable, though, at the time. They are in If you have to suddenly place. run... Well, yeah, but, like... I mean... They're not, like, at a community pool. They're at a pool that's in, like, the apparently Fort Knox of Riverdale, mm-hmm. but still can't keep Archie out. And then somebody just, like, shatters the window, like, really quick. You couldn't even like, get the, the zombies... Keep, hit, like, keep the zombies out. Because the zombies were crawling through the gate. Or sewer. Well, yeah, okay, so the sewer, but also just the fact that the zombies were able to walk up to the house. Mm -hmm. They were like, hey, let's go up there. Mm -hmm. And then they were able to walk up to the house, pound on the window once, and it just freaking starts to shatter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. That's true. It's not a Fort Knox. (laughs) Um, Um. Yeah, and then skipping ahead a little bit, there's a a scene where with uh, Archie's mom and dad, and they're like, all right, Archie, you're getting a dog, but this is your dog. It's not, not my dog. It's not your mother's dog. It's your dog. And so they just go through that. And then they have the scene where the dog jumps out, tries to save Archie. And then that scene where they're, they're, <laughs> the dog's like, Archie Master, or Archie Master, Archie Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, go save yourself. And Ar- I mean, Archie, like he took, a, he took his time. He, he was staring at that dog, and he did not move. I was like, Archie, go. Dude, the, the, the dog told you to go like five seconds ago, and you're still standing there. I mean, it, Archie doesn't explicitly understand dog language. That's just how, <laughs> That's a how good the point. dog is feeling. <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I think it's weird to add text to the dog because I'm under the assumption no, we, that it communicates. Okay. See, the the thing is, is that humans are like really good. Hold on. Um. Okay, hold on one second. But yeah, humans are really good at uh, getting like. Um... Wow, that really distracted me. <laughs> totally got me off my train of thought humans are really good at looking at faces and understanding what they're trying to say but mm. we aren't programmed for that for dogs and so they have mm. to tell us what the dog is thinking anyway gotcha. i'll be right back Darn. yeah it's, it's not in like thought bubbles or speech bubbles it's in narration boxes oh, and, like okay. narration is pretty much like assumed to be at least like how i understand it like aimed to the audience not to like other characters in the book. Oh, okay. So, that's another touch that... Uh, I don't know, I like it anyway, but I don't know if that reframes how you look mm-hmm. at it at all. Yeah, 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 it's a little different. A different perspective. And then we get more of Jason and Cheryl. Now, I thought this was really interesting. So they were getting, like... It was um, Jason, right, who was, like... If we were the only ones alive, and we were the only ones together for like the rest of eternity, would you be okay with that? I was really weirded out by that question. I was like, uh, uh. I think you should be, <laughs> and I think like, yeah, it's good that you are weirded out by it. I think that's a normal <laughs> reaction because he also, within a few panels, isn't that the part where he mentions, oh, when. All we need is some pedals and some nice music. And Cheryl's yeah. like, stop right there. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting was that Cheryl was like, no, I would not be okay with that. 
And then she was like, well, it's weird. I, it's like, I, I was the one who asks the question. It was like, hey, if we were the oh, only sure. two in the world ever. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because like. I, and I think it's sort of the thing of like Jason kind of construing it a certain way. And Cheryl's like, no, not that way. Mm. Maybe. It could be. Well, see, I thought it was weird because uh, Cheryl was like, I wouldn't be okay with that. And then she was like, can we drop the games? Can we stop playing games? I was like, or I don't want to play this game anymore. I was like, wait, so this is a game? Like, you being lovey-dovey is a game? Is that what? Like, are you both trying to one-up each other until one of you gets too creeped out? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm already like too creeped game. out. Mm-hmm. I hate to think of what you guys are doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what a fun game of truth or dare. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what part of the story are Oh yeah, that famous brother-sister like game of back. truth and dare. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, so then, then... Archie has to kill his dad. Yeah. Which is... It's pretty good, I guess, with how it's set up. <laughs> okay, anyway... Um, so yeah, uh, terrible scene where Archie has to kill his dad with a bat. And this was, this was also the scene where I noticed the orange and blue, like, really present. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a common thing in movies. That's, like, one of the most common complementary color Mm -hmm. choices. Orange and blue. I wonder if that's because of Archie. No. No, I think it's a color wheel thing. Not just like a... (laughs) Not a orange hair, he wears blue a lot. I think that's also, they did that because they're complementary colors. Like, they're not... (laughs) Yeah, were you trying to say the movie industry was influenced by Archie specifically to go with orange and blue? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I mean, Archie's old enough, I thought. So I was like... Yeah, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I I think this is the part where oh. uh, Archie is having to hide with his mom is one of the first scenes where you really realize the zombies kind of are observing their environment closely because, you know, like the dad notices the mom hiding under the bed and like picks it up. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Archie distracts him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and gets him out of the room. Mm-hmm. Using the noises and whatever. Yeah. And then we get to the epilogue. We're like halfway through. Or a little bit more than halfway. But we're at the epilogue. I'm like, what? The main story hasn't even finished yet. I I literally, I wish... Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But uh, the fact that there's an epilogue there... Mm. I literally, I dislike that scene so much. Just, like, it, they're so scary. And then just, like, to see, like, Jughead, like, petting his dog that's undead and being, like, pointing. Mm-hmm. I Just, like, the least scary thing. I think I, like, totally skipped this page somehow because I don't remember this part at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's kind of important for you to have skipped over the first time. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't I think, think like that when works. the whole, 
when the whole appeal is that they're mindless killing machines that do not care about you, that, like, are just blindly, like, running at you and cannot be stopped by, like, reasoning Mm -hmm. or, like, logic or whatever, then, like, them, like, petting their dog and going, like, like, making conscious decisions and communicating with each other is suddenly just, like, this weird expansion on mm, them that just, yeah. I feel like, takes away from what's scary. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And next we get um, Smithers, a.k.a. Alfred Pennyworth. Butler's log. Mm. But, yeah, so anyway, he was oh, yeah. he was just like, I was... I was trained by a young age by my father to uh, know to know the ways of the butler. Be seen, or no, don't be seen until you're needed to be seen. Um, wherever your master goes, you go. I mean, I'm pretty sure That's they took this straight out of a movie. <laughs> I can't remember which Maybe, movie, yeah. but I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. I recognize this pretty closely. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this like a common, like, real thing in history where, like, super rich people have lineages of butlers? Because that's what TV and movies have led me to believe. But I'm like, (laughs) I don't know if that's actually the case. It's that whole thing, right? Like, finding good help is hard. You trust this person and you trust them to train their family properly. Mm -hmm. And it's a steady job with a rich, Mm -hmm. like, steady income. Like, why would you not do it? I love yeah, that he I referred. I love that he said, um, "My my family has been the butler of the lodges for seventy years," and or and he specifically says the lodge dynasty. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> the dynasty. That was a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit dramatic there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the part where you were like, so that next part with like, um, well, I'm just kind of skipping over Veronica's birth, but I mean, mm-hmm. Veronica's mom is literally like, if anything happens to me as the butler, will you make sure that you look after Veronica above all else? So, you know, instantly we know, oh, he's going to look after her above all else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that whole part after that with Nancy, um, Ginger, and Chuck. Mm-hmm. The fact that you guys like thought that was like her father. <laughs> That's like the the line where he's like, I wasn't sure I was ever gonna hold my sweet baby in my arms again. So if you could give us a little privacy, Ginger. And she's like, Well Okay. That part made it clear that that was not her father. I was like, okay, yeah, that's definitely not. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mm-hmm. And then we get the scene uh, of Reggie being upset at what happened to Midge, and then Keller coming in being like, "Hey, yo, what's up? Oh yeah, you're you're probably upset that uh, your uh, unrequited love, you know, went zombie. Ugh. All right, sorry about that." And and he was like, "What you talking about? Okay." You don't know what you you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, get away from me. And, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then he was like, oh, is that? Oh, you know what? I will. <clears throat> he 
He literally calls him a pervert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For Pretty touching bad. him. Mm-hmm. I see. That, I mean, I feel like if we were living in different times, he would say a worse word. Probably. Given yeah. given what we know, if this was real life, <laughs> if this was real life, yeah. and he, this was a real high school boy, mm-hmm. I would say yes. Yeah. We would hear worse words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then and then that's and then we have the whole then we have the whole Cheryl Jason thing again, where Cheryl's like, "I'm gonna be staying with Dilton, the nerd," and Dilton's like, "Okay," and Jason's like, <laughs> "I was I was freaking out. I was questioning. I was like, is he really trying to? Is he really want to sleep in the same room with his sister? Is that what he's trying to get at? I kind of is that why he's upset? I feel bad for Dilton, like in this moment, yeah. where it's like you're stuck between, yeah. like it's a like, A, it's kind of a breakup, and it's also <laughs> siblings fighting. Okay, it's literally after the ginger and, um, uh, what's her face thing? Nancy. The two girls. It's literally after, like, that scene, too, right? Mm. Like, really mm. close to it. So it's yeah. literally, like, parallels very badly. Yeah. It's like, I, uh, I can't imagine a situation I would want to be a part of less. Also, the fact that, like... The fact that Cheryl comes in and she's like, Dilton, you can sleep on the floor. I'll be taking all of the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, granted, though, I don't know if I would sleep in the same bed with her either. I I, I would definitely feel some kind of way about that. I don't know, but it, it's it's just like, it's weird to invite you yourself as a guest. you save space, and then, literally just go like, room with another girl or something. I don't know. It's just, it's such a like, waste of space, I feel like. It's the, it is like the gentlemanly thing to do for like the man to sleep on the floor. But also like, he didn't volunteer to sleep <laughs> yeah. on the floor. She came in and said, <laughs> right. you're going to sleep on the floor. <laughs> this bed is not for you anymore. It's for me. <laughs> like that's, that's the bigger problem. <sighs> and that freaking drama of Jason being like calling Cheryl a witch, you're torturing me. Like <sighs> that that's why I was like, are you trying would you be happy if she allowed you to sleep in the same room as her? Is that what you're saying right now? Yep. This that's that's Taylan, is... Taylan, this is this is after where he suggests that them having like them growing old together with yeah. no judgment yeah. would be totally no great. No judgment. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yikes. <sighs> yeah. Man, that Whoa. scene of Veronica watching Betty and Archie like trauma together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. And then the only thing she could think is like, hey, that 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 ginger went to her. Unbelievable. Man, they're going to be romantically involved. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Archie's mine. After everything that happened to him out there, Archie went to Betty and not me. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, but then, which in- then Betty's parents died, so I guess it's all even in the end. <laughs> I do yeah. love, I do love, uh, I already forgot the butler's name at the moment, but I do love him coming up to Veronica, who's crying about this. He's like, he doesn't deserve you. And Veronica's like, well, duh, but I love him. <laughs> so, so when I saw that, when I read that part, I was like kind of thinking to myself, now, if I, if, if that were to happen in real life, does that immediately disqualify her? As in like, if she assumes that obviously I'm too good for you. 
I feel like you'd be like, all right, if you think that, peace. I'm out of here. Yeah, but Archie's too dumb to know that. <laughs> right. But, th- but then I was kind of conflicted because she was like, but she did say she loved him. So I'm, mm, I'm on the fence. Yeah, I don't, I'm not invested in this <laughs> to think about it that hard. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Man, and, and then they were having such a sweet, oh, so Betty and Archie were having such a sweet moment. And I was like, Betty, you better not, like, I, I was thinking, oh, she, this is the moment where they're going, she's going to try to get the kiss. I was like, you better not. This is not the time. But they didn't do it. I was like, oh, okay, all right, Whew. We didn't have any last moment desperate kisses. Wait, what? I didn't get Cody. Good on on you, Taylon, for not, uh, or for making sure that Archie is not getting taken advantage of in this moment of trauma. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we, we can... Honestly, all I remember after this part is them being like, okay, we need to leave, and then like, uh, the dad being like, we can't leave, and then everybody being like, actually, Archie's right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, that's so, pretty much how it goes, so... Mm-hmm. That, was, that was right after Reggie... That, that was right after... <laughs> um, that was right after uh, Archie... No, sorry. Reggie tried to free the zombified Midge from the pool. Oh, Midge, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. He wanted to. Mm-hmm. He was going to. Yeah. Oh, sorry, right before. Uh, no, that was right after. Never mind. I said it right the first time. And so, yeah. And then Archie kind of yells at um, Veronica's father. And then Veronica's like, don't do that. And you, but yeah. Well, she's like, he, he's not gonna. She knows her dad. He's not gonna listen to Archie of all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, oh, Smithers, Mm-mm-mm. you broke rank because because one of the lessons that his father taught him was do not uh, contradict your master in public, or like like don't question him kind of thing. Yeah, in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't embarrass him in front of other people. Yeah. By questioning his decisions. Yeah. You know, but in a life or death situation like this, I kind of think it was necessary. Oh well, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> also, I think that I think that's what I probably would most like about this series is like basically we have these characters and they're very clearly defined. They have very clearly defined attitudes to very clearly defined situations, and we're gonna plop them in super weird situations that they would not be in mm-hmm. and like let's try to break their attitudes you know try to like not have them be the way that they normally are but they'll, they'll try to try to be yeah. how they normally are mm-hmm. and it won't I'm, I'm really hoping that like it pushes I, I'm really hoping that it's leading to that because like it ha- doesn't have too much of it yet like Archie having to kill his dad mm-hmm. you know very obvious decision but like they're they're very much they have like you're saying these certain personalities that fit with the status quo that they're used to. Our, uh, uh-huh. Veronica and Betty are used to just petty squabbles over Archie, like that kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And when they're faced with these life or death situations, yeah, I'm hoping it kind of, they have to learn to deviate from that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But yeah, so they decide, all right, we need to leave. And their plan is to fireworks show, you know, start a fireworks, trying to get the zombies to move away from the house, which succeeds and they're able to escape. And they run into one of the coaches, Cleats, Coach Cleats, and then uh, Keller and Ginger shoot arrows at him and then takes him down real easy. And then that's that's basically it. Then we get the butler saying, all right, man, that's the story. And then that's the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so here's a here's a question I had. Um, Ginger Spice. So, so Keller calls Ginger Ginger Spice, and then Ginger calls Keller Queen Arrow. And so I was like, kind of like, is Ginger Spice like meaning something that I didn't catch? Because like I get Queen it's Arrow. that they're that she's a redhead, I guess. And mm-hmm. Ginger Spice from the Spice Girls <laughs> is also a redhead. So that's... Oh, okay. That's it. Maybe. Yeah. I think, I think that's it, as deep it, as it goes. And I think in general, <laughs> during that like bow and arrow scene, it was all like, yeah, we're cool, but also <clears> I'm still going to make fun of you for being gay, kind of. But like, we're still... We're cool with each other. It's not like how Reggie did it, but like... <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, that, that, the, oh, what, okay. What Nancy called um, Keller has another layer that I didn't catch till. Yes! I should say, it was, I, say, I should say, I read it as Green Arrow up until uh-huh. you yeah. read it out loud there. So oh, okay. I just <laughs> totally missed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get that. <laughs> I just love your shock, Shawenta. Um, I am I'm reading something I'll mention afterwards. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were just like really shocked by Queen Arrow. I was like, I mean it was funny, <laughs> but like No, I, I looked up Ginger Spice. So. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Uh anyway though. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. I it, you know, at first I started reading it, and then I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into this. And then it, it got better. Mm-hmm. It was a little better. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it fit into the no, Halloween I, theme very nicely. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't necessarily, I don't think it, like, expanded my love for Archie characters. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I like what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was really kind of... Uh... Oh, it's fine. I, as I've said a couple of times, I don't know or care about the Archie universe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I thought that was going to be how I thought about this book. But I guess the premise of the beginning of a zombie apocalypse was good enough for me. (laughs) All right. Now, I, I was really going for like scare factor. And I don't think I got it with this book. Yeah, no, no. Some of the early sections are nice, like the drawings of, like, Jughead, Zombie, but, mm. 
mean, I don't think they really capitalize on it too much. And by mm-hmm. the time Jughead Zombie is petting his dog, I am just not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, um, it was a good book. Yeah. I'd say I'd give this one C plus, <laughs> maybe a B minus. All right. I'd say B. I like the art or colors yeah. mm. a lot. I like Archie comics. <laughs> yeah. Jake, I can't yeah. really give it a letter grade. I'm going <laughs> to give it an NA. <laughs> not like I am not the person. We don't normally to come give this. them like letter grades anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know fine. why. I don't know why we started this. I was not aware. That's um, what we were doing this week. I'm not going to continue it. It's not. Yeah, you don't have to. I just, I just felt like it. I guess it's not. Mm. It's not a mainstay segment or anything. I just. It's just something a different way to uh, let my my views be known. I guess. Mm-hmm. I do like your your yeah, idea, I... though, Jake. That you're like basically a gym teacher grading like a chemistry. <laughs> you're like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's a pass-fail. It showed up, so it passes. <laughs> Way to go. Good job, comic book. Uh, anyway, does does anybody want to know about the last eight alternate Archie universes? There are eight more? <laughs> um, so there's Jughead's Diner. It takes uh, Jughead on yet another dimension via Magic Stool where he tries to help the bizarre and eclectic patrons of Dinnerville keep their property from the clutches of the dastardly real estate agent Slimy Sal Manella. Wait, is it, is it Dinnerville or Dinerville? Uh, Dinerville. Okay. Um, the quirky art style and surrealistic humor were a departure from the art, other Archie titles. Hmm. That. Then there's uh, Jughead's Time Police. Um, upon receiving a special beanie from an unknown benefactor, Jughead is recruited into a futuristic scientific agency called the Time Police. The beanie is rather simple to operate. The wearer imagines himself in the time and place pictured. However, it requires concentration, which was always a weak point for Jughead. <laughs> Why would they get Jughead then? <laughs> no, that's what makes it interesting. Why, what would be interesting about someone yeah, who can't concentrate? Government agencies don't care about interesting. They want you to get the job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want you to get on hijinks. <laughs> anyway, joined by Deputy January McAndrews, Archie's descendant from the 29th century and Jughead's secret love interest... Wait, is his great 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 granddaughter? <laughs> wait, wait. Is, yeah. did, did I hear you right on that? Say that again. It, it, well, I, he's who's he's ancestor? joined by uh, Archie's. Oh, okay. Whew, I thought it was. I thought you said oh, Jughead. Oh, no. That's okay. what I thought too. Okay, I guess that's okay. fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except it's kind of weird to hook up with your best friend's great 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 granddaughter. Yeah, I that's mean, just kind of weird. Honestly, probably more greats than that. Like, I mean, we don't really know have have a way to know, like, you know, when people had children and stuff. But 
it's mm-hmm. the 29th century. We're in the 21st century. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah but, you know, I don't feel like saying that many greats. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I'm, I'm just making sure that people for... understand the amount of time that passes. But, uh, yeah, anyway, Jughead traveled across history, ensuring that history stayed on its proper course. While most issues dealt with history, some focused on science. Paradoxes and existential dilemmas were often plot developments, such as Jughead being warned that Isaac Newton would not hypothesize about physics only for Jughead to knock an apple out of a tree he is hiding in, thus hitting Newton and inadvertently causing Newton to theorize about gravity, (laughs) all as well as Newton's laws were shown to be a basis for time travel. The main villain was the time-traveling sorceress Morgan Le Fay, Besides the time police, another issue had January McAndrews working as a docent. Um, okay, so that's like a, a fancy teacher in a futuristic oh. museum, which has a wing about the great Jughead Jones, who is in this universe is considered a great hero to science. The series was rebooted. Because he knocked the apples? <laughs> Whom well, she slept all... with. <laughs> the series was rebooted in 2019 with Jughead building a time machine to undo the mistakes he has made, forcing January McAndrews to intervene. <laughs> what what horrible dark mistakes is he trying to undo? <laughs> I have no idea. Um then there i won't i because little archie has like a whole big thing but i won't get you into d- you don't need to it's yeah. like <laughs> it it's so those archie, like baby looney um, tunes or that pup yeah. named scooby-doo sure oh yeah totally um they did <laughs> try to revive it in a similar way that they did the life of archie where it's like you know it's still for kids and it's still kid event adventures but they updated like language hairstyle clothing and stuff and they didn't call Archie, little Archie, you know, but that actually oh. didn't prove to be popular, so they changed it back to the old style. Which <laughs> um, then there's the man from Riverdale, spelled out Riverdale in acronym letters, because it's like the man from Uncle. Oh, oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to find the the important details. <laughs> the um, only important detail is what does Riverdale stand for? Oh, okay. Let's see here. Really impressive, vast enterprise for routing dangerous adversaries, Lotus, <laughs> etc. <laughs> oh, sorry. Louts, not Lotus. Louts. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, like bugs or what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. I don't think yeah. they tried really hard on that. No, they didn't. Um, and then also that one was, I think, probably revived in 2008. God, they were just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck, huh? Yeah. Um, Chip Zerzinski wrote the last one in 2016. Of course so he did. <laughs> uh, then there's the Mighty Archie Art Players. The series used a similar concept to DC Comics Elseworlds. The familiar characters are put in entirely different times, places, and or scenarios. 
a different one for each story. In some stories, the characters play themselves, or at least who they would be if they lived in another setting. In other stories, they retain their personality, but play characters they are not themselves, often in a parody of a well-known story. The story begins with a title card showing which Archie character plays whom. This uh, is just all we've been hearing about so far. I'm going to be real. <laughs> like, my brain is mush at this point. I'm not really accepting what's going on. <laughs> all that's keeping me is, like, the growing, like, pit of anger at Riverdale. <laughs> it's, like, sitting in my stomach. <laughs> it's alright, there's just two more universes. Just just keep keep coming on this journey with me. Alright. So there's the new Archies. Um that's that ran from nineteen eighty seven to nineteen ninety, a comic adaptation of the animated series The New Archies, recasting Archie and the gang as tweens rather than teenagers and young children. The new Archies offered radically redesigned versions of the Archie gang with contemporary for the time clothing and hairstyles. Eugene essentially served as a replacement for Dilton and had a girlfriend named Amani. As with most redesigns of classic characters, the new Archies did not last long. Mm-hmm. And then finally, there's, Ver- <laughs> there's Veronica's Passport. In this series, primarily scripted by Kathleen Webb, Veronica traveled to faraway places all around the world, a different place for each story. Often she gets wrapped up in a mystery or adventure and, in- and is the one who solves it. Veronica? Along the way, she... Yeah. <laughs> Along the way, she and the reader learn much about the place's history and culture. Most stories feature a local boy that she falls for, but he never appears in another story. <laughs> a recurring character that Veronica often runs into on her travels is a rich woman known as Lady Smith- Smithy, who serves as a foil to Veronica. The stories, for the most part, originated in an earlier series titled Veronica in uh, dot dot dot. So it's Quantum Leap meets Where in the World is uh, Carmen Sandiego. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and they didn't even mention uh, Archie meets the Predator. Yeah. So the Wikipedia page is incomplete. <laughs> I expect that to be done by you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's going to be an itch inside your brain that won't be scratched. <laughs> you know, I just thought of, it should be um, Archie and Eminem meet Punisher. Yeah, because Eminem also met the Punisher, yeah. that's right. Because Eminem was friends with Barracuda, apparently. <laughs> not, uh, I can't talk about Punisher Max again. <laughs> anyway, Jake, do you know what you want to read for next week? Uh, yeah, I did a little bit of research during the show. Very professional. Uh, we're going to read American Vampire. Because apparently we oh. haven't done that yet. Yeah, I have, that, I have the first volume of that, I think. Same. So yeah, American Vampire by Scott Snyder and Stephen King. Mm. So yeah, that's what we'll read next week. Cool. Yeah. I, I haven't read that since I was a teenager, so I can't wait to see if my taste has changed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same here, actually. Um, and I haven't read it at all. Yeah. There we go. Um, I was going to say, if you hadn't come up with anything, I was going to suggest Marvel Zombies, considering how much she went to Have we not done zombies. that either? No, we have not done that. We're also well, deceased. Well, yeah. 
Deceased is a little bit more serious about it. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, Marvel Zombies is like half serious, half not serious. Gotcha. Well, yeah, because they like eat Silver Surfer and then go around being zombies in space. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. I'd say on the spectrum, it goes like Afterlife with Archie, Marvel Zombies, then Deceased. Gotcha. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So this has been the comic panel. I'm Taylon. I'm Cody. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Thanks for listening. You can catch us on Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, The People's Radio. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Comic Panel, It's Comic Time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at The underscore comic underscore panel. Or like our Facebook page at It's Comic Time. Have a great rest of your day.